Carlo Taormina is here with us today, all the way from uh, Virginia in the USA. How are you doing, Carlo? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, man. How are you? Doing well, man. I'm doing well. Um, you had reached out. Thank you for reaching out. You uh, have a business. It's called Happy Fit. You're a personal trainer and you help people um, not only with their bodies, but with their minds as well. Is that correct? Yes, that, that is. That's 100% correct. Uh, first and foremost, I want to say thank you for reaching out as well. And um, we got to finally do this. It means a lot to me to help spread the word of, you know, not only my story, but my mission. I greatly appreciate it. But yeah, in a nutshell, that's kind of what I do. I am a personal trainer. I do help with the fitness side of things with nutrition, but I kind of like to go a step further and really hone in on the mental health aspect as well. Cause I'm a personal believer of, you know, it, it's two sides of the same coin. You know, I guess right. I think for the best optimal life basically is you need the mental health as well as the physical health for the best life possible. And that's why I do what I do. Right. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And I look forward to uh, talking about it and thank you for, for being here today and, and, and coming on and chatting about it. So um, yeah, I think it's really interesting. Where, where did this all start for you? Um, sort of the, the mental health side, had you been doing the physical stuff before and where did the interest in the mental health side start for you? Yeah. Yeah. So um, it started actually quite recently because I've been a personal trainer first. Uh, that's what I did first. And I mean, I absolutely love the fitness industry. So I thought might as well get into it, get involved. Um, so I did that for two years, I think just personal training, but I've always loved the idea of the mental health side of things. But for some reason, it just didn't like, I don't say it didn't click, but I guess I kind of had it on the back burner of my mind subconsciously until something happened to me personally regarding mental health issues. Um, so if I go back to the end of 2020, right, just before that year ended, like the worst thing happened, at least for me, my world personally crashed and I fell into this deep depression, right? It was 11 months long, maybe around almost 12. I kind of broke free, let's say, or I finally kind of found that light at the end of the tunnel just recently until like November, mid-November. And it was such a roller coaster ride. It went from really, really depressed, suicidal. I kind of saw no way out, no point of doing anything really. So I was like, you know what? Might as well kind of make the decision that you can't come back from. But as time went on, I, again, I found that light at the end of the tunnel. It, um, I'm sure we'll get into it later, but to kind of keep the, to answer the question <laughs> rather, was I found that breakthrough, right? I was like, wow, somebody can really come out of this. You know, right. I didn't have to make that one decision that I can't come back from. I didn't have to commit suicide. I don't have to be depressed anymore. And I found that answer, at least what worked for me. Cause I was the guy who said, oh, it's all impossible. Like I mentioned before, and I found it, I was like, oh, wow. And I just wanted to marry it with Happy Fit, with the personal training, because I felt, I think everybody needs this. And not only if people are depressed, but if they're burnt out, stressed, or they just need, again, and want, because I'm assuming everybody wants the optimal life, right? I thought to myself, everybody needs to know this, just like everybody needs to know the fitness side of things and nutrition and what proper training looks like, what proper nutrition looks like, how you can feel better. But I think everyone deserves to know how to feel better mentally. And I feel like it was like a duty of mine to right. kind of 
bring that in. So I just brought that in quite okay. recently until like November, you know, when I found that breakthrough, I was like, you know what, that's what I need to do. So that's what I've been doing ever since. Okay. Wow. So if, if we, if I could back you up just to like the sort of the start of this and like that initial, like, you know, the initial, like of the 12 weeks, like, do you know what the catalyst was for this? Like, did you experience anything like this before? Oh, uh, no, no, not, not, um, nothing like that whatsoever. I went to this event, right. And it's kind of a funny story. Uh, I'll try to condense it a little bit, but my brother, um, and I have a, I have a big family, but there's one day where we went out to, to, to lunch, right. Everybody knew what I was dealing with. Everybody knew what I was going through, but we went out to this like family lunch on a Sunday afternoon and it was just me and my brother in, my, in, the, in the car. Right. And he was like, Hey, it's just us. Talk to me. How are we going to make this better? And this was at when, again, I was at the point of like no return basically. So nothing was going to help. He's like, okay, just do me this one favor, right? You're my brother. I'm your brother. You do anything for me. I would do anything for you. So if I asked you to do me a favor, would you do it? I said, of course. He's like, okay, go ahead. I want you to take a trip. Crap. I don't want to go anywhere. I was like, I don't want to leave bed. I don't, I don't want to leave my bedroom. It, it was a struggle to go to that lunch. You know, I didn't want to do anything. So he's like, go somewhere, take a trip. I'm like, I don't want to take a trip. But eventually I kind of caved in because he told me one thing that led to another thing that led to another thing that kind of led to the breakthrough. So he was like, dude, you have nothing to lose. So why not? So I shifted my focus from, okay, point of no return, depression, suicide. And I changed that focus to, I have nothing to lose. And I also had this little, I call it like a little match, a little candle inside my gut that kind of represented the real me basically. And I shifted my focus again from that darkness, that those dark thoughts to this little match, that little tiny little fire. And I focused on that. And I was like, you know what? He's right. I have nothing to lose. And I'm going to focus on that little, little flame that is the real me that kind of wants to come out. So eventually, I agreed to the idea of going on a trip. He's like, okay, where do you want to go? Probably somewhere warm. I don't know, Florida. Okay, Florida is. Don't worry about a thing. I'll set everything up. That night, I get uh, a notification that I got plane tickets. We're going to West Palm Beach. And that by some weird miracle or something like the universe happened. But when we were down there in Florida, we didn't know what was in West Palm beach. My brother just thought it sounded sexy. So he's like, let's go there. There was an event taking place there in West Palm beach. It was a Tony Robbins event that we had no idea he was going to be there, but my brother found out book tickets to that. We went to the event and I'm telling you, and I'm not like a spokesperson person for this at all, but like what I learned there was so simple yet life-changing. You know, I felt totally free. I felt totally relieved. I had this weight come off my shoulders and I just realized, you know what? I don't want to go. I really can't go. Like I have stuff to do and this is amazing. I love life and I can't wait to get started again and doing what I learned there and really seeing the beauty that was really around me the entire time, but I didn't see it before doing what I learned there changed everything for me. And then I've been kind of doing that ever since. And that's kind of what pushed me into doing what I do right now.
What would you say was the biggest thing you took away from the event? I think the biggest thing I took away, and again, it was the simplest thing, but yet it, it kind of cured everything almost, you know, along with another thing I'll mention as well was we learned how to change our physiology, right? Change our body language, our bodies in general, and the way we move in space. And that is a big thing of what I preach in Happy Fit and what I give to my clients to help them if they're going through depression or if they're burnt out, stressed, or anything like that. And what it did for me was uh, the way that I kind of learned it was, okay, when you're really sad, stressed, or whatever, you're just having a bad day, what does your body language look like? For like 99% of us, it's like rounded shoulders. We don't really talk that loud. We don't enunciate. We don't look up. We don't stand up straight. We kind of like get into a ball, maybe sit or lay down on the couch. We don't move and we're not active and we're just kind of not doing much for ourselves. However, when I was over there and I was learning, I needed to change my physiology, my body language. We're moving around, dancing, jumping up and down, moving. And I remember specifically as I was doing it, it was nothing like no miracle pill, nothing different. I was just moving and I was dancing and I was listening to cool music. And then I remember I was like, huh, I don't really feel that depressed right now. I don't know why. I couldn't really figure it out. But then after what we did, what we did, we got in what's called getting to a peak state, which is what I do every single day. And I teach my clients to do that because it makes you feel like a million bucks after I do that and after i did that at the event we did this like guided meditation and basically it's broken up into like three parts it's basically just acknowledging some really really awesome freaking moments you've had before you know a moment that you were really, really grateful for so when i was there at the event i was super emotional i was like crying every day doing this exercise as well i was thinking of a moment i was really grateful for and i put myself there and i was imagining i was visualizing and then I thought of another. And then I thought of another. I spent like three minutes just doing that and feeling grateful for certain moments that have already happened in my life. And I was like, wow, this is, this is just so beautiful. But it doesn't stop there. Then in like part two of this little meditation, what I did was I was just kind of imagining I was taking this light in from the universe, right? I, was just, I just imagined I was taking this energy uh, this cleansing light, it just kept going up and down, up and down, radiating through me. And I just kind of imagined it was cleaning me up a bit. It was energizing me. It was giving me what I needed. It was giving me this blessing. And then what I did too was I imagined this light going to all of my family and loved ones. And I did that for a few minutes. And then part three of this like guided meditation was I imagined and visualized what I wanted, what goals I wanted. Goals for happy fit, goals for you know, um, my career, my acting career, I'm an actor too, um, goal for my, just anything, anything I really wanted in the next two weeks, 12 months, whatever. And then after that, you kind of end it all off with, okay, imagine you had a moment that you were really proud of. Imagine a moment where you were really uh, happy. You laughed a lot. Imagine a moment where you were in complete love and romance and sensuality. Imagine a moment and all these good things. And all of a sudden you kind of think about it. And you're stacking all these awesome memories, all these awesome times. And you just feel again, like a million bucks. It sounds so simple to some, it might sound ludicrous, but at least what it did for me is it literally saved my life of moving and changing my physiology 
doing this guided meditation, just practicing gratitude, practicing visualization, and just healing myself and taking time for myself just to reflect on the beauty of life, basically. You know, I know it sounds like pretty hippie-ish, but I credit those two things to helping me say, you know what, it's not impossible. I am going to live and I am going to do X, Y, and Z because I have stuff to do and I have people who I need to help. And I haven't looked back since. It sounds like a beautiful transformation of growth. Most definitely. Most definitely. You know, um, it, it's so funny because the way I'm speaking to you now is the way I normally speak. However, if you, you know, um, take a time machine about four months back, five months back, I was the exact opposite. I was laying in bed the whole time. I barely spoke. I barely even left my bedroom. Nobody saw me. And now I kind of like flipped the script and I'm feeling amazing. I'm like, wow, if I can do this, who can't do this? Like, why can't anybody else do this? And I just feel like a million bucks. I was like, you know what? I need to tell people this. I need to share the story. I need to help anybody who's going through what I went through because the last thing I want is for anybody to feel that way and to commit suicide. And I feel like that's my mission. I need to prevent that. So Carlo, I think um, you had mentioned, you can share whatever you'd like to share, but in terms of like what started your depression, I think like, was there a specific event that did start it? Yes. Um, and it's kind of weird because there were a lot of things that kind of contributed to this downward spiral inevitably leading to a depression and suicidal thought, you know, was this one specific week, again, at the end of December. So for a time, I was like really upset, but it was like subconscious, but I was really kind of upset and stressed about, oh, my business isn't doing well. I've been focusing so much on my business. My acting career has gone down the toilet and I'm not doing anything with that. I don't know what else I need to do with that. Um, I'm an active person. I'm a personal trainer and I love fitness. I had this bad injury. I had still kind of had, but it's much better. I had a herniated disc on my L5S1. I could barely walk. I could even walk for a period of time. Fitness, what I love doing, my therapy was taken away from me. I went through a breakup and all these things stacked. Like I mentioned before of the positive things I did through that meditation of stacking all these positive things. Literally a year ago, that's literally what happened to me, but the opposite, stacking of all these negative things. And then I thought to myself, I'm like, what is, what's the point? Why keep going? I'm trying so hard, busting my hump, you know, working every day on career, on success, on personal growth. I'm like, hey, I'm following the game plan. You know, I've studied the, the billionaires, the millionaires, the, the spiritual gurus and what they had to say. And I'm like to myself and talking to God, the universe or whoever, I'm like, hey, man, I'm following the rules. I'm following the game plan of what you want me to do and what all these other happy people are doing. Why can't I have that? I've been doing everything right. What's, what's the deal? So eventually I was just like, you know what? Why? Why continue going? And within that one week, I legit did nothing other than lay in bed for 11 straight months after that. You know, it was all these things just kind of compiled in one week. It was so overwhelming. Oh, and I forgot to mention, I apologize. I forgot to mention I got fired from a job. <laughs> it was like all these things just kept happening. I'm like, what's the, 
why? Why is this happening right now? And what's the point of it? And I'm trying so hard. Why haven't I reaped what I've sowed? And then I just kind of fell into this depression. I was like, you know what? I'm kind of ready to clock out. I think uh, I think it's interesting, isn't it? Like you mentioned, like feeling like you reaped what you sowed, like and even speaking to the universe being like, I'm following the rules. Why aren't I happy? Uh, it's kind of like the whole notion of like thinking you need to be somewhere else or you need to be, you need, you need to be somewhere else to be happy. And then finding the meditation and how powerful that was for you or, and gratitude where it's like, I'm here. I can be here now. Yeah. It, it's kind of funny. I mean, I don't say funny, but it was so weird how I thought about it because when I was dealing with what I was dealing with, I was in my head a lot because I didn't talk to anybody. So I, I was kind of trying to figure out why this happened. I was asking so many questions. Why, 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 why this, why that, why that? And it's kind of funny because when you would ask these questions, you'd always hear, oh, nobody got, nobody ever got anywhere by asking, oh, why did this happen to me? Why are you feeling sorry for yourself? It wasn't necessarily that. I wasn't pitying, like having a pity party for myself. I was just genuinely curious. And I asked myself, why can't I ask the why questions? You know, why did this happen to me? I've been doing everything right. How come nothing's working? So I asked all these questions and I thought to myself, why can't I ask the why questions. And it was, you know, again, I spent a lot of time in my head. And that probably, I don't want to, I mean, it probably did contribute to more of this like self-hatred towards myself, this guilt, this feeling of being ashamed of worthlessness because of just the entire time I was just in my head and this internal dialogue that kept happening. And it was, I was kind of like a nightmare to be around. Now I was still like civil, of course, you know, but like, I just didn't do anything. You know, if I was mm -hmm. around family, which again, it's family, you'd think you would be in a place of comfort. I felt so uncomfortable, you know, mm -hmm. I would just, for the most part, if I wasn't with them, I was in my room, you know, or if I was with them. I would stay in the corner. I would eat when we we're eating and not say a word. If, somebody cracked a joke, I wouldn't retaliate. And I'm normally the jokester, you know, so it, it, it was just such a weird time. It was 11 months of just internal dialogue for the most part. And it's insane of what you can say to yourself, how, what words you can conjure in your head. And I don't know, man, it's just incredible. It's uh, an experience I wish on nobody, even my worst enemy. It is a tough, tough battle. How is that dialogue now? Oh, it's much better. It's much better. It's filled with joy, with gratitude, with, I don't want to say just positivity, but with like a certainty, you know, um, because before I even got depressed, I would still have the same internal dialogue, mm. but when I was depressed, I, this is one of the questions or one of the statements I said to myself in my head, I said to myself, 
maybe all that positive self-talk, maybe all these affirmations, meditations, you know, what if that is just a way to lie to yourself or give yourself false hope just so you feel better, right? That way you can go to sleep easy tonight. And I said that to myself and I told that to my, to the, my therapist that I was talking to. And it was so intriguing to even come to that conclusion in my head and think of that thought. But now I'm like, that's not false hope. It's not a lie that we tell ourselves. It's just how you perceive it. So of course, mm-hmm. there I perceived it like that because I was like, hey, I'm following the rules. I'm doing what I need to do. How come I'm not reaping what I'm sowing? You know, all that positive self-talk stuff is BS then, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe just the rules aren't working. Maybe I'm not meant for it. So that's why I thought that it's just a lie. But now mm-hmm. it's completely different. It's no, it's not a lie. It is real. It's not just positivity and just motivation and inspiration. It's really taking, and I love saying this. I've always been an admirer of this quote that it's not an actual quote, but I always say this to myself is just take a step back and look at the big picture. You know, right now I'm still not at where I want to be at with happy fit. I'm not at where I want to be at with my acting career. I'm not at where I want to be at with my, my, uh, my, my physique. Cause I'm, building myself back up for my injury. I want to get back to where I was, uh, fit, you know, um, all these different things, low body fat. I'm trying to get back to that and I'm not there yet, but I still feel that it's coming because I know it's coming because I'm doing everything I need to do in order to get it. Like I did before, before I fell into depression, but I just know that what I told myself back then that, oh, it's a lie, it's false hope, that's not true. And anybody who is listening who may have dealt with that themselves of, oh, it's just a lie, we tell ourselves just to be positive and inspire ourselves and motivate ourselves, it's just BS. And it's not, you know, I thought it was kind of fooey too, but now I'm on the other side, the positive side of things, and I'm, I'm seeing things come my way. I'm putting myself on that like wavelength, so to speak. And I'm seeing things come my way. Like this, for example, right here. Like I didn't think a year ago I'd be on this podcast talking about Mm -hmm. mental health, talking about gratitude and stuff like that. I thought I was going to be six feet under, you know, or a pile of ash. I have no idea. But where I'm at mentally right now is bringing me blessings like being on this podcast, like having clients come up to me and say, hey, I need your help. Mm-hmm. and having people in tears by telling them my story and taking them through the exercises that I personally go through with mental health. And it's just blessings, man. So many good things are coming because of the way I'm thinking, because of what I choose to believe in and how I perceive it. Right. Right. Have, have you ever, uh, have you ever heard of the book or read the book, uh, The Surrender Experiment? No, no, I've never heard of that. Michael A. Singer. Um, just for anyone listening to, um, it's a really good one on meditation and this this sort of subject. He also has another book called uh, The Untethered Soul. But anyway, it really clicked for me when I read that book. It was like, he talks about the meditation. It's about meditation, but he talks about the voice in your head. So it came to mind when we were talking about the dialogue. And he talks about how um, we all have that voice in our head, right? Like there's a constant stream of thoughts going through our head all day, every day. 
right? Like, uh, should I go over here? Should I go over there? Um, I got the thing later. Should I do that? Blah, 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 blah. Um, we all have that. And basically the whole concept of meditation is that you are not actually those thoughts. Yeah. You're the person that watches those thoughts because someone has to watch the thoughts. Someone has to acknowledge those thoughts. And that's you. That's the real person. So these thoughts that you have every day. So like you, maybe you have like a meeting with a potential client and it's like, they're not going to sign up. They're not going to think I'm good enough, blah, 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 blah. Like that voice just goes crazy, right? Everybody gets that for everything that they are a little bit nervous of, or maybe just maybe even a positive thing. It's like the mind just goes, right? So um, the way he speaks about it is like meditation is about, and I've read other books kind of describing this as well. Meditation is about uh, quieting that voice mm -hmm. and observing it. Um, just observing it, not trying to change it, but just observing it, let it quiet down. And what you're left with is, is the real you. The real you is the one that knows that you're going to be fine. The real you is, is the one that knows, um, you know, your business isn't exactly where you want to be. Your acting career isn't exactly where you want to be, but you know that you're fine. And you know that yeah. if you keep showing up, it'll be fine. That's the real, and we all have that inside of us, you know? And then when things get tough, we have that version inside of us. It's just like, yeah, I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. You know, like when it's Absolutely. really comes down to it, you're like, it's fine. I got it. Absolutely. But, yeah. So it's, like, I think that's, uh, it's an interesting point that you made, like with the, like meditations, woo woo. And it's just like self-help. Cause like, before I really understood it like that, like I kind of understood that it would put you in the right, right mind frame and like, it would kind of slow things down. And um, my experience was like, I tried like headspace. I don't know if you ever tried like apps like that. Maybe people have tried that. I've heard uh, of it. Yeah, it just kind of, but that didn't really do it for me. But when I understood that, like the just the whole theory of, um, the whole concept of of watching your thoughts, observing your thoughts, and that you are not your thoughts, it really clicked for me. It's, it's much simpler than kind of like just woo woo and you know, yeah, just doing it, I guess, thoughtlessly, or you know, um, one thing that really struck to me was uh you you mentioned kind of feeling yourself going back to your your actual self was when i did uh, what's called getting to getting into a peak state and then doing the priming exercise that's how i felt i mm -hmm. felt like this is my higher self like i imagined um you know like uh <laughs> i don't know if you ever watched this um it was a nickelodeon show i don't know if you ever watched um, avatar the last airbender where he's it's like the like the last season or whatever but he's kind of like learning how to he's in a sense practicing mindfulness and he's going through all like the chakras and whatnot but there's this one visual that i absolutely love and this is kind of like how i think of myself in a way where he's kind of in his own head right and then he's in this different dimension he's in this other state and then he sees like kind of like a silhouette of himself with this like purple light and he sees like a roadway almost from him, this higher self leading down to earth, basically. And that's kind of how I thought of what I thought of when I was kind of doing this. I was like, wow, I, I feel like this is my higher self, my real self kind of coming and he's telling me it's going to be okay. And now, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still have these moments where like, I'm stressing out. Ooh, 
I don't know, um, clients aren't coming as fast as I want them to, or, hey, um, the acting career isn't doing that well. You know, I still have those stressful, that monkey chatter, right? In the back of my head, it's like, oh, hey, it's not working, it's not working. I do hear it, but I'm not gonna cave into it. And for some reason, I still have this sense of calmness to myself. Mm. I still have this weird, tranquil state. And it's difficult to explain, but that's probably the best way I can explain it is just, oh, I see something unfavorable is happening. But for some reason, I'm still okay. I still feel okay. I'm like, all right. I just shrug it off. It's so bizarre, but it, I don't know. I feel so much better and I feel calm. And in a sense, it kind of, and I think I tie this back to when I was going through depression and when I finally found that breakthrough is in the end, I still know everything's going to be okay. And that's not a, a um, false hope or a lie. It's, I genuinely believe that and perceive it that way. But not only that is when I was a kid, right? If we kind of have to backtrack, when I was a kid, I always told myself I wanted to do something great, be remembered for something, do something amazing. So that way I can make my own mark in history, let's say, and everybody will know the name Carlo Taramina. Not saying I'm doing it for recognition and fame, but I wanted to contribute to to something. Mm. And my entire life, all I wanted to do was something great, but I needed to prove to myself I could do something great. So in my head, a few years ago, even up to a year ago, when I, you know, before I fell into depression, I was like, you know what, I needed to do something amazing, something big that I haven't done before that, oh, if I do this, that means I'm going to be Uh, That means I can achieve anything, right? So the first thing was, oh, I need to get in the best physical shape possible. I need to have the six pack, the arms. I need to have this. And once I achieve that, I know I can achieve anything, that nothing is impossible. I thought, oh, I need a big business. Uh, I can make a lot of money, help people, obviously, of course, but be a self-made man. If I do that, then I know I can achieve anything and do the impossible. And it wasn't until... I got depressed and suicidal and then came out of that. I knew what my impossible thing was. I knew my impossible thing was overcome depression, overcome suicide. And that was the thing I needed to let myself know, hey, you can do anything. Anything is possible. And I didn't see it until it happened. I was like, wow, oh my God, that's what it was. And ever since then, That's how I'm thinking of, hey, I already accomplished the impossible. That means that there's nothing else that can compare to that, that can even go as high as that, not even close. I've already known I've done the hardest thing possible. So all these little things are like small potatoes. Yeah, I think that's a a huge perspective shift on like, yeah, these, these things don't seem as hard when I when I, when I almost died and I couldn't get yeah. off the couch. Yeah. And I think it's also like, what's really important. Like if you think if you did lose your life, then think about all like the, the negative implications of that. It's like when you start to weigh in things like the heavy things like that, like, like life, life and death, like these mini school things, like, like, you know, these small things don't, don't matter at all. No, they don't. It's like the same thing of 
how you think about it from death, how you think about it from life too, is I haven't experienced this yet, but I've been hearing it from some of my family members who have become new parents, like my brother and sister. And they're like, hey, once you have a kid, everything goes out the window because you have this new life, right? It's this precious, beautiful being. Nothing else matters. Job doesn't matter. Money doesn't matter. This six pound, however many ounce thing is the only thing that matters. So I feel like it's kind of like, I see those similarities, those comparisons between if you think about death of, oh, hey, yeah, these things aren't important as compared to a new life has come. And still, these BS things, they don't matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's interesting. Like with the, like if I have a six pack um, in the arms, if I have a successful business, then I'll know that I can do anything. It's, I think oftentimes we look for, um, it, again, it's like trying to be somewhere. It's like, when I get here, then I'll make it. Mm-hmm. But the reality of the situation is that you never, you never make it. You never get somewhere. You just, you just get somewhere and then you want to keep yeah. going. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's yeah, there's, like, there's no satisfying. Yeah. You never arrive as they say. Yeah. And it's kind of funny though, too, because I've thought about that. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be one of those people, but subconsciously I was, I was, I was like, oh, I need this in order to, I don't want to say achieve happiness, but achieve that, like that doubt that I had in my mind of, ooh, can I achieve anything? If I can do this, then I can. But I think it's still kind of similar. Yeah. I think everybody, well, I think a lot of people, like most people will go through that too, where it's like, can I do this? Like, yeah. can what can I achieve? Can I do this? But then that attachment to doing it is often the thing that prevents you from doing it. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're so attached, you're so attached to doing it. It's like, I'm not going to. And then, like you said, like it's narrow. Like I didn't focus on anything else but that. It becomes so narrow and everything relies on that and it's external. Yeah. So this external gratification that I'll get when this happens means that I'll be successful and I'll finally be good enough. It doesn't right? mean anything. And then yeah. when you get there and often when you get there, like, you know, um, people talk about this all the time with like um, Olympic gold medalists after they win the medal, that's like the most depressing time because it wasn't really about the medal. It was about the process to get there that they loved. Right. Yeah. And then once so they it's got there, right on to the next process. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, you know, if you get a six pack, you're not just going to stop working out. No. And it's like, if you did it, if you worked out just to get a six pack, you're going to, you're not going to work out anymore. Once you get a six pack, chances are you that you liked working out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then you feel lost when that is achieved. You're like, okay, what, what do I do now? It sounds, that's the exact same thing that I I remember hearing about the story of Michael Phelps, Mm -hmm. you know, when he won his golds, I don't know how many he has now, but he's got like a million of them. But like, after he won, he was like, what do I do now? And now I love how, like, if you see him, he's like, he's on like the, the therapy commercials, the, like all these things promoting mental health. And he's kind of on that journey where he was like, Hey, there's more to this. You know, it's not Mm. just, Oh, this gold medal. That's all I want. It's all I need. And uh, I see some similarities, you know, Mm. Um, and you're exactly right. What you just said, spot on. Yeah. I think it's, it's even interesting with like the concept of, uh, of money and like, you know, there's a lot of people struggle with to make ends meet, but then, and they think like, um, 
you know, at any level you can think even like million, if you're a millionaire, you think like when I reach this certain amount of money, then I'll just stop working and I'll, I'll go reach this evergreen while I'll just, I'll sit in a beach. Um, but if you look at the people that, um, do make that money or do have, have that money, oftentimes they just, they keep working and they, they realize it wasn't really about the money at all. It was about the journey of getting there and doing something they enjoyed and, and giving to the world, sharing their, their skills, their knowledge and, and what they want to share with the world. 100%. Spot on, man. It reminds me of uh, Jim Carrey. Um, I, I, I love his story, you know, because I'm a, I'm a fan of his and of what his mission was too. Because I, I feel like he had two different missions, kind of. You know, he had this one mission of, I want to free people of concern. So let me be the guy who is free of concern. So he would do these amazing performances, you know, put on a show. And that's how I see myself in movies. Oh, that's exactly what I want to do. Free people of concern. Give them maybe not solve their problems, you know, but at least give them an escape for two hours. But mm. then he fell into a depression. You know, he thought the fame and success would make him happy, but it didn't, you mm -hmm. know, and then he went this, through this whole transformation and now he's kind of being enlightened himself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think his quote is like, I wish that everybody can get all the fame and money that they want so they can realize that's not actually what they want. Yep. Yep. What, so what actually exactly make them happy? Talking about. Yeah. 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 No, it's interesting. It's like, you know, it's, it, it might be a weird thing to say, but it's almost like a blessing that, and thank God nothing happened to you, but this happened to you now, opposed to you grinding away at your business for five years and realizing it happening then, you know? Yeah. 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 And it's kind of funny that you say that because that's exactly how I feel, you know, like, it was the worst time of my life, you know, um, mm. but in a weird way, I'm glad that it happened because I feel different. You know, I feel that I've gone through this weird transformation, like, um, like a caterpillar, he goes into this cocoon and then he becomes a butterfly. You know, I yeah. feel I've gone through this. Yeah. I've transcended the old Carlo, let's say, still the same Carlo, but like, I've just grown, you know, and I feel like I wouldn't have had these thoughts that I have now without that experience, you know, mm -hmm. and um, I have to be grateful for it. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to somebody the other day and they were, they were saying um, like growth is in the process. When you process things, like you can go through something really bad you're terrible, you feel terrible, whatever the case may be, but the growth, the growth comes within the processing of it. So it's like how you process it. So you process it in an incredibly positive way. And now you're sharing that, you know, but like the, the ups and downs of life when the downs, like that's where you learn when in, in the back end of that, when you process. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's kind of funny because like, I always say that, oh, it's kind of funny, but it is so strange and weird and that you don't realize until you've, you're on the other side. You know, you don't see it and maybe you're not supposed to see it until you've gone through this journey. I don't know. It's, mm -hmm. it's definitely this 
probably an answer that we'll never figure out until we're like in the next dimension or whatever you want to call it. But it's like now I'm definitely a firm believer of like, okay, everything does happen for a reason. That is confirmed. And all these things happen and it's it's insane. It's insane. And I'm so glad I finally did see that message, that sign that, you know, this is why it happened, Carlo. Now you get it. <laughs> like, I'm so glad I see that. Yeah, for sure. So tell me a little bit about like your clients and, and the work. So you started doing this, this deeper work with your clients. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still roughly the same because at the end of the day too, it is personal training. So of course I always make sure I take care of that. And I, you know, give them the fitness plan. I make sure that they're actually training properly. They're not doing hours and hours upon cardio and you're a trainer yourself. You know this, that that's not the answer. You need to properly train them through resistance training. If they want to lose some weight, replace that body fat with muscle, drop the body fat percentage. You know, I teach them the proper nutrition, what it's like to actually create a sustainable nutrition plan and not be on a diet. Um, teach them that you can still eat healthy food, but make it taste really, really good. But then I kind of split it up. Here's fitness nutrition. Here's how you feel better physically. And here's how you feel better mentally. And I go over the mental side of things with them. So um, a couple of weeks ago, last week, and then the week prior to that, I had a couple of fitness events in my city. This um, one, in the first event I had, I had a woman, right? And I told her my story. I took her through everything I just mentioned before, the fitness, nutrition stuff. And then I told her my story. I took her through the peak state exercise that I learned and I do every day. And then I told her and I took her through the guided meditation that I did as well that led me to finding my breakthrough. And I was just observing her. I wasn't, I was doing it with her, but at the same time, I would make sure every, everybody was contributing and everybody was doing what they needed to do. And I wanted to see the reactions. And then I see this woman crying. I'm like, whoa, that's, not that that was my goal to make this woman cry, but I know that what I was doing, that what was happening, she was really feeling herself. She was going back to her higher self. And I felt that. I was like, oh my God. And she was like, oh my gosh, I had so much fun. I learned so much. And this is just such a blessing. And now she's a client, you know, uh, because of what she learned, what she experienced. I was in a training session. I'm not an on, I'm not an in-person trainer anymore. I'm an online coach, but I was doing this in-person training not too long ago. And I told her again my story. And I was like, hey, you know, because she was gonna going through some stressful times too. And I was like, hey, you're gonna get through this. You can do it. Here's why. You're stronger than you think. And I'm explaining everything to her. I told her my story. She's in tears as well. And I'm like, you're such a badass. I, I'm not, don't know if I'm allowed to curse, but I was like, you, okay. you are so much more capable than you think, you know? And I just told her what I've experienced. I know I'm not a licensed mental health specialist, but I always say to myself and to my audience, I know I'm not a licensed person, but I have my experience and that helped me. And that has to count for something. So I always make sure I always dedicate some time to talking about how are you feeling? You know, okay, we did the workouts, we went through the nutrition plan. That's great. That's dandy. But 
how are you feeling? You know, are you going through something that's challenging? Are you stressed out? I'm open ears. Let's talk. You know, just imagine me as a brother. I got you. Let's work through it. Oh, you really want this job, but you're not qualified. Okay, let me help you find how you can get this job, how you can qualify yourself. Let me look up some courses I can send you. Let me be your friend. Let me be your brother. Let me help you. Let me talk through a problem with you. You know, let me share with you my experience. Maybe this can help you. You can see similarities and you can kind of find the lights, let's say, that I found. Let me give you the peak state exercise. Let me give you the priming exercise. Let me give you this gratitude exercise. Uh, do these 90-second breath holds. Relax, calm, focus on the breath. Think of X, Y, and Z to help yourself. And I kind of go down this like pecking order. I know I just mentioned a lot, but I always make sure I split those two up. And then, of course, they, in a sense, end up marrying each other. And they manage to have this symbiosis, let's say, because they are the same coin. It's just two different sides. And I always want to make sure I cover all of those bases. Right. That's awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's, you know, it's, I don't think happy fit would have gone to where it is now without my previous mental health issues, without my experience, without my deal with depression and suicidal thoughts. I don't think the brand that I'm building now would have ever existed without that experience. And I don't think I could have helped as many people as I want to help as I'm currently helping without that experience. Right. Probably wouldn't have got into the mental health stuff very Absolutely much. Not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hit the nail on the head. It's, again, it's a, a blessing in disguise. As corny as that may sound, that's pretty much what it was. What's one thing, Carl... Um... What's one thing you would tell someone going through the depression, suicidal thoughts? If you could, you know, maybe tell yourself one thing and, and maybe like in the middle of that, or, or maybe if you just think about someone that's going through it, what, what's one thing you would tell them? Um, it's a great question. I would say that... Again, this is going to sound corny. And to me, when I heard it, it sounded like a lie. But I promise whoever's listening, watching, or whoever, that it's not a lie. That's not false hope. Is that there really is a light at the end of the tunnel. That this is not the end. Everything actually will be okay. And before you even take those words in, just know that when I was going through depression, when I was about to kill myself, I literally said, there is no way out. It's impossible. I've logically gone through what possibly could happen. I've done each step. I've thought of every plan thoroughly. Nothing is going to work. There is no logic. It will not work. However, I'm here today. I'm so happy I am because you don't need logic. You don't need to, nor can you think your way out of this. Just focus and just tell yourself there is a light at the end of the tunnel. 
live one day at a time. Just take one day and you will make it out. That's all I would say to someone. And um, I guess to add on top of that, not as a second thing I would tell them, but I remember watching one of my favorite movies called Cast Away with Tom Hanks, one of the freaking best movies ever. And towards the end, when he's like saved from the island, spoiler alert, in case you haven't watched it, he gets saved. Um, <laughs> it's an old movie. Watch yeah. it. It's your fault he didn't watch it. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> but he's saved. He's sitting in like this den with his brother next to a warm fire. He's got clothes. He's got a drink in his hand. And he's like, you know, back when I was on that island, I was going to kill myself. But I found out that I couldn't. I tested the way I wanted to do it. It didn't work. So I had no choice. I couldn't do it. I couldn't kill myself. And he's like, I had control over nothing. So he told it himself in the movie. He's like, so I'm just going to stay alive. Take one day at a time. Because maybe, and I'm, this isn't verbatim, but I'm trying to remember it as best as I can. But he's like, one day, a tide came in. And, you know, it gave me a sail. And the boat found me. And now I'm here with you. I have ice in my glass. When logic did not make sense, there was still a way where literally he made it out without thinking about it, without coming to a logical or articulate conclusion. Logic, again, went, was out the window, but yet a tide came in and gave him a sail. Just focused that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, that you will make it out. And that's what I, what, that's what I would say. That's awesome, man. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing today. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, it's been such a great conversation, um, Matt. I can't thank you enough for allowing me to be on your podcast, allowing me to uh, to share your time with me, to let me share my story with anybody who is listening. I hope it does help. I hope it does resonate with some people. I hope maybe some people can really feel different about how they're currently thinking and how they're feeling. And I want them to say to themselves, wow, there actually is a light in the tunnel. You know, if Carlo can do it, why can't I? Um, and yeah, I just can't thank you enough, brother. Uh, I really do appreciate it. And I hope this does help. Definitely will, man. Thank you so much. Talk thank soon. You. Thank you. Talk soon.